another episode of Teachers Talk Film. We have a special bonus episode. We're talking across the Spider-Verse. We just saw this yesterday. X-Ray, say what up to the people. What up? What up? What up? What up? X-Ray, we saw this movie yesterday. Um, disclaimer, we're just going to talk a little bit. Um, we have Game 3 about to start of the Nuggets Heat. Um, pizza in the belly, ready to watch this game. But we wanted to talk a little Spider-Verse. Um, Spoilers will be abundant, I imagine. Um, so if you have not seen the movie yet, don't watch this, don't listen. Go see the movie and then listen. Um, start us off. What do you think? Do we want to do it like how we've done bonus episodes in the past? Give our scores first. Now I'm down. And we did predictions. We did. Um, I predicted it was going to be a 94, I believe. What'd you give it? I gave it a 95. Okay. Yeah, I predicted 96. I gave it a 96. Okay. So, yeah, that's one one point better than, than the last one. And I think that this one was better than the last one. Okay. Yeah. You think this one was better? Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I disagree, and that's not a knock against this one. This one was yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, is it visually that you like this one more, or what, what's the lure here? Yes. Because the first one... Obviously, it was beautiful. Like, I don't think anyone had really done animation like that, which is why it was so cool. Like, it looked like it was straight out of a comic book, and uh, that was that was awesome. This one did that, and then, like, um, did it even, even better somehow. Like, it just it changed it cha- all the different styles that it used, and I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about that a lot, but... Yeah, I just thought it looked better, and I don't know, I'm, I'm a very, like, visual person, and especially with movies, and uh, yeah, it looked amazing. It seemed like they were able to f- flex more of the visual appeal with this one, because, like, every universe had a different visual aesthetic to it, it looked like, and so, like, the the world Miles lives in, like, his ordinary world is kind of like what we saw last movie, Um even Gwen's like her, like it looks like almost like watercolor painted at first. I was yeah, brush strokes. Yeah, like I thought something was was like wrong with the an, like animation. I was like, what's going on here? And then like you realize, oh, this is what her world looks like. And the fact that it's like it's changing. Her world was constantly changing colors based on like it almost seemed like her emotions and like what she was feeling. Like that was just super cool. Um, and then yeah, like you said, every universe looks different. That was that was sweet. There's one shot in the Gwen's world when it's it's in the beginning where she's talking to her dad and the dad's talking about like the death of Peter and he's very distraught. Like half of the screen is black and then the other half is white with like brush strokes and then he's in the middle and like the only thing that's having any sort of color semblance is his tie. It looks like it's like a poster of like a Godfather movie type thing. I was like that looks so freaking cool. And it, it's like, it's nothing too crazy there, but it, like you said, it does kind of show the, mo- the emotion through the color, which was wild. Yeah, I just, yeah, uh, that, was, that was my biggest takeaway from it. And then the fact that we do get to go to, like it is a multiverse movie, so we get to go to all the other multiverses. Um, like the Indian one was sweet. That little, I don't know what his weapon is, but like the... It's like a yo-yo on a string that he throws. Mm-hmm. Like that thing was sweet, and just the slow mos that they used with him were awesome. And then obviously the 
Spider-Man headquarters is that what they were called? I can't remember. HQ? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Like that whole sequence when when we get to there, basically till the end of the movie, it's electric. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. <laughs> that's that's when I really woke up. I think the the beginning of the movie, it's like the way I pictured it, it was kind of more grounded in like a real story, like a teenager trying to find their own sense of self, like Miles is going through his struggles with his family while Gwen is going through the same struggle. And then obviously their lives are connected. But I was like, I thought there was maybe a little too much of that. Like if they could have taken 20 minutes from that off and then added towards the end, like with the Spider-Man headquarters, like, cause that's really what woke me up. I, I remember when we got to that point, I was like, all right, here we go. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's like really my only minor complaint about this movie it was fantastic. Yeah, because you said you thought that the the middle was slow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I think that that's the uh, uh, like you said low point, but obviously the movie's fantastic. Um, I did I I liked the scene with uh, Miles and his mom, like just them talking. Like there was like some heart to it, some. I don't know, superhero movies, a lot of times it's just, it doesn't really mean anything or they try Mm. and put heart into it and you just don't feel it. Um, I feel like the last two superhero movies we've gotten, Guardians of the Galaxy and this, like there's, they make you feel something a little bit. So I did like that part, but I agree that it was like the slowest part of the movie. Um, Would you, like if, if you could make this movie, would you get rid of the cliffhanger Get rid of some of that part in the middle and then add that to the end so that we see that that fight? Mm. No. <laughs> no, because um, the next one is going to be absolutely gigantic. Um, I think I put on Letterboxd, I said something like, it's going to be the, the most triumphant trilogy ever made. And that's a bold, bold take. But I think I th- you're right, I though. think it might be. Um, they just, I don't know if they just announced it, but I just read that they're not planning on having a fourth movie. Yeah. So, like, they know, <clears throat> like, the limits. I feel like a lot of storylines, cough, cough, stranger things, um, <laughs> try to, like, you know, make storylines that aren't necessarily important. Um, I feel like this, whatever you want to call this, this trilogy, knows where it's going. It's not going to try to belabor the story too much and the third one is going to be absolutely bananas. So I wouldn't change it. I was mad when it ended, though, because I wanted more. I was like, no, no. Um, but yeah, I think that's part of what makes it so great. Yeah, I think that's... I agree. Like, I love the cliffhanger. Love, hate, obviously. Like, you want the movie to keep going, but you respect it. Every, 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 every superhero movie ends with, like, the final battle. And this one didn't. It, like, ended with Miles, like, escaping... Um, all the other Spider-Men and then like them teaming up at the end is going to be sweet um, we talked right at the end of the movie about like wh- what is the next movie going to look like because I would guess probably going to start with like this fight scene with Spot mm-hmm. where where does it go from there or does it start earlier somehow I don't know I don't know what they're going to do with the third one I don't know I've, that's, I've... I do agree that it's going to be sick though whatever I... they decide I do think it will be like the spot showdown at the beginning and then I don't know where they'll take it. 
at first with Spot's villainy, if you will, I, I was kind of unsure of what he was going to be. I know he's in the old comics. I know he's like low in terms of like Spider-Man villains, Green Goblin, Kingpin, others. Um, Spot's kind of like a a B-list villain, but I thought he he was really cool. I thought he fits like the the multiverse story arc very well because like he's literally just popping through universes through his own body it's it's really interesting and it's played by jason schwartzman which was i was trying to figure out who it was the entire time and we had just talked about him um it it bugged me when i found out who it was but the whole time i was like who is that i know his voice at first i thought it was um uh charlie day from oh, Always yeah, Sunny, because yeah. he kind of has that perky voice. Yeah. It's like, this is Charlie Day. And then I was like, no, oh, I don't think it's Charlie Day. And yeah, it's Jason Schwartzman. I thought he did a great job. I really like the villain of Spot. I like him too. I liked in the beginning. Like, he has, um, he's got growth, which I like. And I, we can assume we're going to see like more growth in the third movie. But I like that he starts, he's like kind of harmless. The And it's almost kind of, I guess, meta that he like wants to be he wants to be his nemesis and he's not like that's every superhero movie has a nemesis. Um, so I like that part of it. And I like the part I'm, and this goes into the animation as well that, um, he, he like turns like super dark at the end, like the way that they're depicting him, it looks like he's like scribbled with colored pencil and Mm -hmm. he's like turned dark now. And there's, instead of being all white, he's dark and he's like got a few white spots on him like that, that, like it, it shows the progression of him. He has become this. He has become the nemesis. Do you know anything about his character from the comic books nothing, at all? Nothing at all. I would have maybe liked a little bit more of backstory. Yeah. They gave the backstory that he gives, like he releases the bug. Yeah. That bites Miles, like, kind of like as a byproduct of the whole experiment, like Miles isn't even supposed to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and spots the, one of the reasons for him becoming it, but I would have liked a little bit more on that. Um, which one of the, well, before I get there, I liked, I feel like in terms of like who Miles is fighting with, I feel like spot is second to he's fighting the other versions of himself, which I thought was a really cool you mentioned kind of meta appeal to this movie. Like the other versions of him are trying to stop him because he's trying to alter like the canon of Spider-Man. I thought that was really cool how he's essentially fighting other versions of himself. I like the movie. I like that they called them canon events too. Cause I feel like that's something that like fans have created like the can't, well, I guess not. We've had a can a literary canon for mm-hmm. forever, but the, I don't know. I feel like people get so worked up about, what's canon and what's not star wars fans are like insane so i feel like that was kind of meta too like they're making fun of the fans as well like no he he his dad doesn't have to die he can still be spider-man without that yeah so moving forward what do you think like do you have any predictions because we ended with spider-man's spider hams Yes. Peter Parked Car. <laughs> Loved Peter Parked Car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they're all trying to like... I love when the T-Rex popped up. Yeah. Like that. I was just like, this is awesome. They're trying to f- capture Miles in another dimension who is... He's, he's basically being held hostage by another version of himself. What did you... 
think of that twist? Did you see it coming at all? or I didn't, and I, I really like it. I didn't see it coming at all either, and I love the way that they edited it together where we've got, like, Gwen and um, what's the lady on the motorcycle's name? Jessica Drew. Yeah, like, she is, you think that she is creeping up on Gwen, like, in Peter's room when she's really... I don't know where she is, but you think that Gwen is like listening to Peter say all this or Miles say all this stuff, and he's not. The way that they edited that was perfect. And then, yeah, when you find out that my, I don't even World Forty Two Miles is what's that villain's name? Prowler. The Prowler. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that's an awesome that's an awesome twist. I loved it. Yeah, it's like his. It's almost like Jekyll and Hyde kind of. Yeah, like it's his evil side. Yeah, um, they made Miles Prowler look a little bit too much like Six Nine though, <laughs> the rapper <laughs> with the hair. Yeah, he just needs some tattoos on his yeah, face, some face tats, yeah. and some neck tats. Yeah, no, I love that twist. I don't know. I think in the third movie, how long for the movie do you think Miles spends in World Forty Two? <laughs> like, because it could be, it could be. The first 10 minutes and he's out and then he's got to deal with other things. It could be like almost the entire movie. Yeah. His dad could die. And the whole third movie is him trying to deal with that and cope with that through the help of the other Spider-Man. Yeah. Especially because um, we learned from Miguel O'Hara that like his dad dies in two days. So Mm -hmm. I think his dad dies like tomorrow. Yeah. Like, so that would be cool if the movie took place over like one day. That's why it's like so, not upsetting, but just like truly a cliffhanger because it, like it was all boiling up to that moment and then it just, to be continued. Yeah. Like, no. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the third. It's going to be incredible. And I don't think it's, I think it's coming out next year. I, I saw that. I would say if it comes out next year, I will, I will eat a brick like there's no chance it comes <laughs> yeah. out next year i saw today that it took um hayley steinfeld who voiced gwen it, it said that it took her four years to <laughs> say her lines and she said she came out and said that she hasn't done anything for the third movie mm. so there's no no chance it comes out next year this one's been made for a while right has it been i think so and i think they pocketed it because of covid and well all that. yeah i was looking at I couldn't believe that the first one came out in 2018. That's wild. crazy. Yeah. yeah, five years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm. I would. I would wait another five years if it was as good as this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gonna be amazing. I think it. There's something for everybody in it. I. I wonder. I was wondering this when I was driving home from it yesterday. Like. Like this is pretty. Like, do you think a, a fifth grader is picking up on all this? What do you mean by all this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I grew to love Spider-Man when I was probably in like kindergarten, first, second grade. Yeah. This movie's rated PG. I know my mom would take me if I was that second grader. Do you think I'm, if Mitchell Maine, that second grader, is walking out of that movie theater with any coherent thought regarding the film? No, but I do <laughs> think that that second grader is walking out just saying how awesome it is. Like, <laughs> it, it is... It keeps you, maybe not the middle like we talked about, but every other part you are like, it's impossible to not be keyed in. Even the fight scene in the beginning with Gwen, because there's the three Spider-Men, they're just, everything that they're doing is so cool, like you have to stay 
tuned in. The other thing that I notice is sometimes, like, especially during the, the HQ scenes, there's, like, comic book captions popping up. Like, they're not on the screen long enough for you to read. Like, I already want to go pause mm-hmm. and see, like, what all that says because I'm sure that there's little hidden gems in there. But, yeah, no, I, I do think that, yeah, you can enjoy it if you're in second grade just because the visual... I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It's just amazing. I think it might be the most beautiful, definitely animated movie I've ever seen. Above the spirited aways of the world? Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the tough part. Yeah. I definitely think it is. Yeah. There's almost some moments where I like I need to take a step back because it's so poppy. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Like I can't even process right. what all this is. I almost need to watch it three different times and each time look for something differently. Right. The first time I'm going to just watch for the visual aspect. The second I'm going to look at storyline and then the third I'm going to look at like the deeper themes or whatever. Yeah. Cuz there is so much to digest. Yeah, I almost want to go back after this Nuggets game and <laughs> and watch it again cuz it is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess one last thing for me that I loved is like the the conflict is so, it is, what's a good word for it? Not minimal, but it's not world ending. Mm-hmm. Like we, you're dealing with multiverse universe things, which is awesome. But you're also dealing with like the main conflict is between Miles and like his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's cool. I, I hate not just superhero movies, but it seems like a lot of movies. It's like the world's going to end. It's, it's too much. It's too much. And this one conflict is perfect. It's grounded. Yes, like that's it, the word. It, it, it like relates to the teenager struggling to find their own identity. And yes, because like I think the the message with like the Spider Man HQ is like we're not all in one the same, but we're all connected in some way, and we should value that in some way. Um, but also like there's a sense of individuality that is needed, and Miles is trying to find that while also still kind of remaining true to. The Spider-Man lineage within reason, right? He doesn't want his dad to die, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, yeah, it's not a the world is at stakes kind of thing. It's just, I need to save my dad. I thought that was really cool. It was really heartwarming. Yeah. There's a lot of heart in this movie. I love, um, um, what, what can we call him? Spider-Dad? Peter Parker Dad Edition? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with Spider-Baby? Yes. <laughs> He's showing all the other Spider-Man the pictures of the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. No, I think that's why I like that scene on the rooftop so much with just him and his mom. Because I feel like that's a moment that a lot of probably teenage boys especially like have with their moms. It's mm-hmm. like their mom's just looking out for them but also knows that they need to like go out and live their life. So, yeah, I just I like that scene. Yeah, it's, it is grounded. It's meaningful to you. Kind of no matter where you're at, because if like if you're a parent watching this movie, you take a lot away from it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like there's a Spider-Man character for every walk of life. Yeah, like there's the the Spider Dad. There's the kind of old battered character in um, Miguel. Yeah. There's the the teenager and Gwen and Miles, and then there are obviously the parents, which the parents can relate to. 
Did you have, outside of the main characters, was there a favorite Spider-Man of yours? I like the, I don't even know his name, but he's the third Spider-Man that came along with them. Like the punk rock guy? No, but he was awesome. I he can't believe cool. we haven't talked about him yet. <laughs> no, in the end, they're like, it's the lady on the motorcycle, Miguel, and then the third one, he's like, he's just got muscles. Oh, the emotional one? Was he emotional? Yeah, he was like, yeah, I can't remember what, he was, he was like crying in one scene. I just liked his design and like, I, I, I just thought that he was funny. Um, I'm trying to remember, besides the T-Rex one, I don't know why that one stuck out to me so much. I liked the uh, Web Slinger too. He Which was one awesome. was that? He was the cowboy, the outlaw. Oh yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet, riding on the horse. Yeah, it just, that made me think of, I think when we did, I can't remember, it might have been the Batman I can't remember, but it was just, I always say, just take a superhero movie and set it in a Wild West theme. Take a superhero <laughs> movie and set it in the, like, gangster, like, 30s and 40s. Like, it would just be so cool, and so we, I liked getting a little bit of that. It would be sick to have, like, a spinoff for all of those characters, like the... Yeah. The Web Slinger spinoff, the yeah. Spider-Ham spinoff. Yeah. Because then you could direct them all towards different audiences. Like, even if they were, if, even if it's just like a miniseries, like each one got like an hour long Yeah, like episode. an episode. Yeah, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. So much to do. I don't think this is going to be a franchise, specifically the Spider-Verse franchise. It's going to be one that tries to monetize off a ton of things. I think they know their lane. They're going to stay to it and... Like I said, I think this was the bridge between the first movie and then what is going to be the most triumphant trilogy film in all of cinema. And I think it's one of the best bridges of all time. Like, mm -hmm. it acts as a bridge, but also, I said that one right after we watched it, like, it acts as its own movie as well, which mm -hmm. I think is tough for a lot of movies or TV show episodes sometimes. Like, the, the bridge is just like, Nothing really, there were no stakes there, nothing really happened, but I felt like this one did a great job of that. Yeah, it's more of like the internal struggle I feel like this one addresses. Yeah. Because Spot, like, there's not even a lot of fight scenes with Spot. There's like some in the beginning in the little gas station yeah. um, bodega thing. But Spot, like I said, isn't the main villain. It's him trying to make his own way the whole time so, against all the other Spider-Men. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited, man. It's going to be excellent. Excited. Yeah. I, we could talk about it and talk in circles for hours and hours. We are just a few moments away, though, however. Big game three. For, for big you. game three. We're, we're recording this IRL in person. It, it's so nice to see your face just in person, <laughs> not behind a blurry screen. It's nice to eat your pizza. <laughs> we got pizza. We got some sodas. Do you uh, want to give a quick prediction for game three? Game three prediction, Miami Nuggets. I think Nuggets will win 112 to 108. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's going to be close. It's going to be a close game. You're going to be screaming, shouting. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. The heart rate's going to be up. Heart rate will be up. All right. We'll see what happens. Until next time, though, we'll keep you informed about Nuggets. We'll keep you informed about movies about movies that's what we do here um this was a fun one to watch recommend anybody to go see this yes let us know what you think about it um you can reach out at teacher film talk you can reach out at teachers talk film on tiktok you can shoot us an email just communicate with us we love hearing from you um keep being awesome 
Have a wonderful summer. Stay up to date on things. Watch Moonrise Kingdom. Watch Dog Day Afternoon. Get ready for the next episodes. And peace out. Peace out. Peace out.